This is the outpouring meeting with Dr. David Jeffries. Good evening, all of y'all that's decided to join the outpouring meeting. And I call it that for a good reason, because we don't want anything to happen unless there's an outpouring from heaven on us. Isn't that a good word? So tonight, I have an extremely serious message. I think most of them have been. But tonight, we're going to war. We're going to go to war. And I'm going to teach you how to battle successfully against fear. The whole thing is about fear, but it's all focused on the Lord Jesus. I did a class one time about 30 years ago. Uh, it was a Lexington Bible School. And in that class, I, the fellow who asked me to come and teach for him, he's out of town, said, uh, Dave, you just pick whatever subject you want to and you just teach on that subject. And I taught on the subject of defeating the devil, overcoming the devil. And I'll never forget how the class started. I'm going to teach all these eager Christians of how to whip the devil, how to come against him and break his power and authority. And uh, that I'm de dealing tonight about fear, so I just want you to hear that a second time. It's about fear and about the way that you defeat fear in your life. How would you like to know how to get whip fear, beat it so bad that you put the hurt on it so bad it just doesn't want to come back? That's exactly what I'm preaching on this evening is on how to conquer fear and how to walk under the peace of God. But in that class, I said, Lord Jesus, I'm getting ready to teach this class. And he got very stern with me in my heart. He said, David Jeffries, before you open your mouth to say one word about the devil, bring the people in exaltation of the Son of God, Jesus. He said, bring them in exaltation, focus every eye on him, because it's not about spiritual warfare, it's about, ready for this? It's about how to take it to the Son of God. Don't you understand? Whatever fear is in your life, God has called you to take that fear and push it into the presence of the Son of God. You may not feel up to it. You may not feel strong enough. But the fact of the matter is that the Bible teaches us certain surefire ways to conquer fear. And so that night I told the people, I said, I don't want to teach on this subject of the battling war, spiritual warfare until every mind, every heart, every eye is on the Son of God. Because it's not us defeating the devil, it's the Spirit of Christ in us. But I want to talk to you for the time that I have left tonight, I want to talk to you about specific ways to destroy the power of fear out of your life. So if you want to sit there for a moment and say, um, oh, what's my fear? Uh, you will find out that a majority of Christians in some way experience an unnatural fear that is not just seeing a snake over there and running like I would, but there's an unnatural fear that the enemy has an assault on Christians to cause them to be filled with fear. Now, as we are still in this COVID-19 crisis, incredible people. I had a fellow talk to me the other day and, and I started to walk up toward him and he said, no, 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 don't get near me, don't get near me. And I'm thinking, uh, okay, so I didn't. But I'll say something to you. This is the best time to defeat fear on its own doorsteps. You don't defeat fear from a distance. You have to defeat it where you find it. And if you find fear in your heart, that's where you're going to have to defeat that fear. So when I taught that class that night, I first gave them the understanding 
of the fact that you need to have every eye focused on the Lord Jesus. And that was such a powerful, wonderful night. Now, I want to share something with you. I think the best way for me to talk about defeating fear uh, tonight is for me to give a specific instance in my life of how after, let's see, at least 30 years of being bound by fear, in one minute, it left me. And I want to show you that because I want to say this to you. God is no respecter of persons. He doesn't make David Jeffries more worthy of the blood than he makes you. You are such a precious person in the sight of your father. And your father keeps saying things in the Bible like, fear not, do not be afraid, do not let your heart be troubled. And he says these things so many times that we probably should get the idea, maybe he's telling me not to be afraid. (laughs) Maybe he's telling me not just to not be afraid, but to find out how to find the safety and the peace and the comfort that comes in inviting the Holy Spirit into where you are right now. So whatever your fear is tonight, I want you to understand that the only way you're going to be free of it is to engage yourself with the Spirit of Jesus Christ because he has completely defeated fear. 2,000 years ago, he defeated fear. As you remember, the scripture says, now is the prince of this world judged, now is he cast out. That's the devil. And that was 2,000 years ago that the Lord said it. So you're, you're battling with a cast out devil, a defeated enemy that's already gone down. And so we want to get him not only defeated out of the world, but get him defeated out of your life. So when I was a little boy, I remember, barely remember, that I didn't like to go to bed at night without a light on. Now, a lot of people are going to understand this, the fear of darkness. I had a fear of darkness that was so gripping and so powerful on me that I just couldn't shake it. I remember when I lived on the farm with the Harbins down in Georgia that uh, I used to go out at night and there was a pathway at night when it was really dark and I knew where that pathway was and I'd run just with all my might across the pasture and run up a hill to the top of this hill. And the, the strangest thing was when I started running that night, I was totally gripped by the panic, just a horrible attack of the panic of fear, the fear of dark. I don't know why somebody said the boogeyman or they scared me of something. But when I was 30 years old, 30 years old, I still had that panic. I still had the panic of fear. And it never left me. It didn't just leave me accidentally or because I said the right thing or did the right thing exactly in the time. It left me because it was God's timing. And I want to share that with you and how that fear left me. One night when I was in Bardstown, Kentucky, my wife had left some pots and pans in the church next door at the Woodlawn United Methodist Church where I was a pastor for a couple of years. And it was dark. And Charlie said, go over to the church and get my pots and pans, will you? And I said, well, sure. So I went over there not thinking that uh, when I got inside the door, there was a long hallway and I didn't know where the light switch was. Now listen to me. I, I grabbed the wall and I sort of slid down the wall holding onto it because I didn't know where the light switch was and it was pitch dark. And then when I got to the top of the stair, I knew where the stair was and I knew how to walk down those stairs. Still couldn't find the light switch, but it was God's hand that I didn't find the light switch. When I got to the bottom of the steps 
and I, and I knew where the one light switch was. I started to reach out to turn that light switch on and I stopped. And I said to myself, wait a minute, I'm not afraid. It's pitch dark in here. This is the first time in my entire life I've been in a dark place that I was not afraid. Now, I got the pots and pans and went home and had a conversation with my father in heaven. Don't you like to have those conversations? Uh, I said to him a little later, Lord, what happened? When did I get set free from that fear of darkness? I don't understand that. Now I'm going to give you the greatest message on being delivered from any kind of fear that grips your heart right now. I might name a few of them, but I'd rather name Jesus about 47 times instead. But I want to show you what happened to me because in my meditation, I was meditating on the Lord. Uh, the Bible says that you will keep that man in perfect peace whose mind stays focused on you. I was in perfect peace one night just meditating on the beauty of Jesus. And I said to the Lord, uh, I got to ask you a question, Father. You remember the other day? You're asking God, does he remember something? The other day, when I had to go down and get those pots and pans out of that dark place, I said, I realized that, that I wasn't afraid of darkness anymore. Now, I had been at age 29, 28, 27, 26, and down to about three years old. I had been gripped and paralyzed by the fear of dark. And I said, could you tell me what happened? When did it leave? He didn't give me a specific, but he just said this. He said, David, along the way of your loving me, of your embracing my people, of your preaching the gospel and walking in my spirit, somewhere along the way, it became so uncomfortable for that spirit of fear of darkness to stay with you that it had to let go because you walked in my light and you walked in my love. And so he didn't tell me when it left. He just said one day it got too uncomfortable for the devil to stay. Now, I like that. And I took that as a good explanation. And then I determined that my life was going to be one where I'd take up my cross and follow the Lord. My life was one that I would always be a seeker of God. And you shall seek me, says the Lord God, and you shall find me when you have searched me with all of your heart. And I became a heart searcher back then. I searched for God with everything in my heart, mind, and soul. And so what I want to say to you is this. Whatever fear grips your heart, I'll name a couple. The fear of darkness, which is the one that I got set free from. The fear of your enemies. Jesus said, I'll not let you be afraid of your enemies because I have defeated your enemies the fear of, oh my goodness, there's about 250 phobias or fears out there, and some of them are irrational. Some people uh, are afraid of animals. I mean, way overboard with a dog that bit them as a little kid or maybe a snake or something. Then there's so the natural fear, but then there's this fear that Satan uses to demoralize you. You understand that fear makes you feel absolutely helpless. Whenever fear rises up for whatever reason, it becomes larger than you unless you make Jesus Christ in that moment larger than your fear. You've heard me say this before, and it's a very serious issue for me to talk about. You need to whatever your fear may be, the fear of going blind. Can you believe that someone would be afraid of going blind? Yes. And are always worried, what if something hits my eye or I get blind? And I want to say something to you. Worry and fear slanders the promises of God. God's promises are a thousandfold concerning fear. A thousandfold. 
There's a thousand ways that you encounter God at the same time, ready? At the same time that you encounter fear. And you must remember this. You must teach yourself that one of the greatest, most powerful warfares against the Christian that comes straight out of hell, is belched right out of hell, is for fear to grip your heart. Fear to grip your heart. I was in a meeting in Wilmore, Kentucky about 20, 25 years ago and uh, having a wonderful meeting, teaching the word and praying for the sick and seeing God touch people, which is one of my favorite things in the world to do. And in the meeting, I was praying for the people. There were, I don't know how many people in that room, but at one point I said, Lord Jesus, there's someone here afraid of dying. They're afraid of death. Now that's a big one, isn't it? Oh my goodness, what if I had a car wreck and what if I died? And what if I died and I wasn't right with God? What if I died and lost my salvation and went to hell? All that is a bunch of lies anyway. You don't lose you. It's not like hot and cold water. One day God loves you, the next day he throws you away. That's not your father in heaven. But, and so at that night I said, uh, I'm going to pray for someone tonight who has a spirit of fear of dying. I just had that in my heart to pray that. I like to pray what's in my heart because I know who lives in my heart and I'm listening to him and no other voice. Jesus said, my voice you will follow and no other one will you follow. So my habit is to follow the son of God and his sweet voice. And so I said, someone's afraid of death. And so when I finished, a woman kind of got my attention and she said, Dr. Jeffries, I want you to know that the man who lives in my house uh, that is uh, an older gentleman from whom my husband and I rent a, rent a part of that house. Uh, I came home one night and they were the paramedics were carrying him down the steps and he was he had died. And she said, when I saw him coming down, I ha I've never had it like this before. I suddenly got this horrible fear of dying. You see how the enemy's watching for a place to make advantage over you, and he stood there and he struck fear in that woman's heart. Now, if that woman, when that man was coming down the steps, she didn't do it, but if, suppose she'd said this, I confess Jesus Christ, Lord over all life and death. I confess and call on the name of the Son of God, greater than the fear of death. And what if she'd done that? And what if she had battled with the weapons of her warfare? Then that fear would never have settled into her spirit and tormented her and tortured her constantly. Now, let me say something to you. Whenever she said, I saw that, she said, that's when the fear entered me. But I love this. And the body fellowship, and I love being in a body fellowship. I love home teachings. And she said, but when you spoke and said, someone's getting set free from that fear, she said, that fear's grip left me. I am now free. I have no fear of death right now. And I want to say something to you. It wasn't just the word that was spoken. It wasn't just the spiritual thing going on. It was the atmosphere of an expectation that any invader in that meeting, and I want to say something to you, the devil is an invader. He's an unwelcomed guest, and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so if we left it at that, we would, we would say, yeah, I'm glad I memorized that scripture. But you've got to understand that it was Jesus speaking that the, the devil is, is, conquers with fear, and he is the spirit of fear. But then Jesus said, but I have come. Now, those are the words I want you to get. I want you to say them out loud, but Jesus has come. But I have come, Jesus said. 
The devil is to come to steal, kill, and destroy, right? You all know that. Then Jesus said, you got to go to the second stage. And whatever fear you are against and is working against you tonight, wherever it may come, the fear of death, the fear of darkness, the fear of snakes, the fear of falling, oh my goodness, acrophobia, that's the fear of high places. Now that's pretty natural for most people. You get up on a ladder and you look down and you go, oh, for heaven's sakes, how did, why did I come up here in the first place? But whatever fear there is that, what, here's the difference between natural fears and a demonic fear. The Bible says that fear has torment. Now torment is not there whenever you get up on a ladder and look down and you get this little panic feeling, oh my goodness, I'm about, I feel like I could fall. Well, you could. That's natural to keep you off tall ladders <laughs> and natural to have you have somebody at the bottom of the ladder holding on to it and steadying it. And if you don't have to go up that ladder, get your husband or get your cousin or get somebody else that can go up a ladder. But that's a natural fear. But the Bible says, here's how to tell a natural fear from a spiritual fear. It says this kind of fear that comes from the devil has torment that comes with it. In other words, it's not just a momentary thing where you get this little panic about falling off a ladder and you get down off the ladder. Guess what? The fear goes away. You're not afraid anymore. You don't even feel it. You're going, oh my goodness, that was a natural fear. Are you listening? That's a natural fear. But a fear that wakes you up in the middle of the night and tortures you that you're going to die. You're going to choke to death. You're going to die of asphyxiation or whatever. And you're so afraid that that might happen. You have not brought enough of Jesus into your bedroom, into your home, into your spirit, and into your life to cast that out. Because the Bible says the perfect love of God coming your way casts out fear. Now that word cast out is important for us to look at it for a moment. You understand that the only way to handle any fear in your life is with violence violence. You don't plead with it. You don't, uh, I heard a woman one time, I'm still laughing about it, but it was kind of pathetic. I heard a woman one time who got so exasperated with what the devil was doing to attack her. She said, devil, won't you please leave me alone? And I said, did she just ask the devil and ask him, please leave me alone? I said, you don't, you don't deal with the devil like that. You must handle whatever your enemy is with violence. You must command in the strongest name in the universe, that great name of Jesus. You must bind with authority. You must fight back. You must not just lie down and say, I'm a helpless victim of fear. And secondly, if you can bring somebody else into the picture with you who walks with God, who loves Christ, and have them pray with you, you have a much more power against this fear in your life. Too many Christians suffer quietly and silently in the panic of a demonic fear when there is always a deliverer. There is a great deliverer named Jesus Christ and he stood in the face of Satan and backed him down and he will send a message someday and he'll have Michael the archangel at that end day to take hold of that old dragon, the devil, the Bible says it, and he will violently fling him into hell and into eternal fire. And we shall forever be free of all temptation, of all the powers of fear, of anything that could ever come upon us, because Jesus Christ in that day will set us forever free. But we need to be set free. You need to be set free in your kitchen, in your living room, in your bedroom, in the backyard, 
wherever you recognize that you have compromised with fear. You basically said, it's natural for me to be afraid. And I just told you that it was. It's natural for me to be afraid of the dark. What, what if something came in the dark and tried to get me? But not when fear has torment. And I want you to draw that line before I go off the air in a few minutes. I want you to understand that if you are tortured by any kind of thought and it brings torment and torture, it's not God. It's not natural. It's the work of the enemy. But I want to say something to you, and I want you to repeat it right now while I'm standing here with you. He that is in me, Jesus, is greater than he that is in the world. He, say it, he that is in me, Jesus, is greater than he that is in the world. You understand? You must make Jesus greater than the tormenting fear that has come against you in your life. You know what it is. It could be a very, very strange thing you never heard of, but people are afraid of all kinds of things. They're afraid of somebody rejecting them. Well, what if they don't love me? What if they stop loving me? Well, what if they find somebody better than me? And all those what-if things that I've told you to avoid. And so God is calling on you right now to make Jesus larger than anything that you're afraid of. And so it's an encounter, and a fresh encounter with the Lord Jesus that we're really asking for is to find him on the level of where he has revealed himself as, ready for this, as your Savior, saving you from darkness, saving you from death, saving you from hell, saving you from anything that could be brought your way. He is my Savior. Say that, Jesus is my Savior. He saves me from evil. He delivers me out of the hand of the darkness. He brings me into a place of, of trust and of rest and of thanksgiving before God. This is the Jesus that you serve, and he's the only way. There is no other way for you to be set free from this but to be set free by the hand and power of Jesus. Do you understand that? I want you to appropriate the things that God has set for you. Appropriate those things so that you can be free of every kind of fear. Now listen to me. It is a battle, and I said earlier, we're going to war. But it's a battle that you must be persistent. You must be more persistent to destroy this out of your life, to find a way for God to touch you, to find somebody that has the power to pray for you. And let that person that has the power to pray for you, pray for you in a way that you won't just feel a little bit better. But when I went down to the bottom of that stairs and reached out for that light, from that time, in about 1972, 1972, from that moment on, I never feared darkness again. You have to have somebody who's walked the walk and who's found God more than available and more than powerful than whatever their fear is. And here you're looking at one. I've not had one night, not lost one minute's sleep over the darkness. I don't sleep with the light on. I turn them off because I know this that the light of the world is standing by my bed and his name is Jesus and he has caused his angels to surround me wherever I am. You must say that, Lord, surround me with your angels. You said that the angels of the Lord encamp round about those who fear God. That's a healthy fear. Fear God, who fear what God can do and how God can overcome the darkness and the power of the devil. The angels of the Lord are right there in your bedroom. Turn the light off and call on Jesus and fight that battle until you defeat it. Fight that until you understand that the perfect love of God being made perfect in your heart casts out all fear. 
cast out all fear, not just some fear. Well, it would be remiss of me not to pray for you for whatever your fear is. So will you, if you can, bow your head with me. Father, I thank you tonight that you said that fear has torment and you don't want us to be lost in fear and be bound by the darkness of fear. You would far rather we be more than conquerors through Christ who loved us and gave himself for us. I pray for these that are listening. I pray that they will say, Jesus is here in the middle of their fear, that they will say, oh, Father, they'll say, I know the fear and I feel the power of that fear, but I also know the power of God. So you must confess Jesus right in the middle of your fear. Let him become your Lord over that fear or over that trouble you have. Let him become master of it. He can become master of everything in your life and so can you. You can be empowered by the Holy Spirit to be more than a conqueror, more than a conqueror. And fear will flee you. Fear will flee your house. And if the devil's instill fear in your children or your husband, your wife or some family member, Jesus Christ has the power, the love and the, and the grace of his blood to have that blood come against that fear. And so it is that I wish you well. And I want you to let me know. When you get set free from fear, say, Dr. Jeffries, I tried this and I found Jesus more than enough. More than enough. May God bless you. Thank you. Good night. Thanks for listening to The Outpouring with Dr. David Jeffries. For more information, visit his website at drdavidjeffries.com. And that is spelled D-R-D-A-V-I-D. J-E-F-F-A-R-E-S dot com. I'm Harley Cannon.